This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City! Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we all? 
I hope you are well, and I hope you've had a better day than I have. I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier. Um, I went to the doctor this morning because uh, I've got uh, I've got diabetes apparently, and he was looking through my notes and he went, um, "Also, I see you've got cancer." Then I'm like, "Pardon?" <laughs> he said, "I see you." I went, "Have I?" And he went, "Oh, hang, sorry, no." He said, "The hospital have put this letter with your name on it in your file." But it's about somebody else. And I went, I'll tell you one thing. I said, you don't have to check my bowel movements now. I said, I can assure you they are absolutely fine. It's Lester Till I Die TV. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We are on Lester Till I Die TV. And please, if you can do what it says there, subscribe that way. Like and set the notification which will come up again in a minute that would be really really nice and much appreciated we are getting uh, slowly climbing up that ladder of subscription so any help is much appreciated and this is where you can find us watch us on youtube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die subscribe like follow and join in now broadcasting live worldwide and we'll say hello to lou she's back yes <laughs> from outer space Turn around yeah. now. Just take that look off off your face. How the <laughs> devil are you, Luke? I'm good, thank you. I'm a little bit stressed. Um, so today I tried to get Rainbow tickets. Oh, I saw. Went on the website. Yes. yes. Went on the website. Let me pick the tickets and everything. Mm. Came to pay for them and it wouldn't let me pay. And I was like, right, what's going on? So waited for 20 minutes in the queue for the uh, ticket office. Be told that they're not on general sale yet. So I was like, okay, the game's on Thursday, we're on Monday, they're not yeah. on general sale. So that was a little confusing. She's like, had no idea when they're going on general sale, or if they'll obviously get to general sale. So I was just a little kind of miffed, if I'm honest, that the week <laughs> of the game, we still can't get general sale tickets. I mean, normally they are so good at sorting this sort of thing out, aren't they? Uh, I'm just having a look here, because I'm sure I got an email earlier um which is um yeah the journey continues additional tickets available for roma at home now i'm not a season ticket holder because obviously i live down down south and yeah. i'm not working now um and it says here leicester city season ticket holders of which i'm not and fox members which i am can now purchase an additional ticket for thursday nights uefa europa conference league semi-final blah 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 um, if you've already purchased the ticket, there is an option to relocate and purchase your additional ticket. Um, furthermore, senior Golders Fox members can uh, now buy up to two tickets per supporter. So, according to that, and now that came through on an email um, today at twenty past five. So it sounds to me like they're trying to push the season ticket uh, the members to buy extra tickets. Mm. Well, why not just put them on general sale? You'll have sold them today. They'll have gone today. There's only 2,000 left. They would have been sold today and you'd got a sellout. I don't get it. Well, I mean, why are they offering? It, it almost sounds like they're, they're desperate to fill the stadium, which, I mean, yeah. they surely can't be against Roma. You know? They put them on general sale. They, they would have gone. 2,000 yeah. tickets would have gone today on general sale. I have no yeah. doubt about it. 
And, you know, it's okay for me because if they do go on sale tomorrow, I've not got a plan much travel. I'm 20 min, you know, I'm 20 miles away from yes. Leicester. But if you yeah. were to travel, you know, like you say, if you were coming to the game, yeah. you've got to put things in place to be able to travel and obviously get back as well. Yeah. It's not fair on it's not fair on the fans it, that it, it have isn't. That. It isn't. And I, I always feel they do they do most things so well that when they get something not quite right, yeah. I think it possibly looks worse than it is. But I certainly feel your frustration that if they've not gone on general sale, then why let you go all that way down the sales? Yeah, process? that that too. Yeah, um, that that I don't I don't get. But you know, it, it's I'm sorry, well. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, good luck. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I mean, like I say, I'm a Fox member. My son's a Fox member, and he lives down in Paul as well. And it's not often, but we, we get you know invited for like you know the chats when they interview players and what have you. And they've got a they've got a day at the training ground uh, on offer at the moment, so you can meet the players and uh, talk to the players and photographs and what have you. So. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of entrants for that. So, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed, I, hope I would come up for that one. But uh, hello to the Blue Podcast. I love the Blue Podcast because they use blue hearts and uh, we can get away with it. Normally, I've got to be very, very careful. Scott, how the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Hope you are well. So, let's have a look at last week in the football world. So, there was quite a few... Um, midweek games last week because it was all this is all like covid catch-up i think there's only actually two games now that are are um out of or, you know yet to be agreed tuesday we'll start with tuesday and when i say we haven't got the full details on these because we'll just run through these before we get to the weekend but liverpool stuff in man united um it was always going to be wasn't it yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not surprised by the result. I was very surprised by the United performance. You know, mm. after City, these Liverpool, well, I'd argue actually that most Man United fans would put Liverpool, the rivalry with Liverpool above yeah. the rivalry with Man City. Mm. And, you know, with the way the clubs are at the minute, you you expect Liverpool to win. Yes. But just to play like that and to lose by that many, yes. that's the problem. It, it was... I mean, I, th I think we all watched it, um, even if, you know, even if you were a Leicester fan, just to either laugh at Man United or just because it, it should have been a good game. And, yeah. you know, you look at the players that they've got in that team. Uh, okay, I don't think Ronaldo was, was playing, but, no. you know, the other players they've got in that team, how far have Man United sunk? I mean, I used to say... And the problem I find with Man United fans, because I did a recent podcast with uh, Brad, a matter of opinion podcast, which you can find on YouTube. And it was which team got the most disillusional fans. And it was a very close call between Man United and Arsenal. I think the problem with Man United is that because they had so much success for so long and they were a brilliant team, whatever you say at the time, you know, it was hard when you were constantly losing to them. But Alex Ferguson, let's be honest with you, all hats off to him. Fantastic manager, best manager in the world at the time. Man United were a superb team. But before him and past um, uh, the Busby Babes, there was a, a long period when Man United won just the odd FA Cup. And I think there's a lot of fans that Man United have got that are just too young to remember that. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, because to a certain degree it happened with Arsenal as well, when you have someone that is um, that focal point to the yes. max, like he'd go and watch academy games and, mm. you know, and see the youngsters and yeah. stuff, like he was totally obsessed with Man United. Yeah. And then when he went there, he said, we want to be the most successful club mm. ever. And, you know, we want to overtake Liverpool's uh, league titles and all that stuff. And it was like he was on a mission to make that happen. Yes. And he kind of led with that iron fist. So when you lose that, I mean, he's still at the club, obviously, at board level, but you've now got five or six people doing the what the job he was doing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And they're not on the same page, obviously, because it's not working. No, no. Hi to Miss Melina. How the devil are you? How is it over in Canada? Are you still enjoying your roundabouts? And Doug, welcome along as well. Doug, now you can probably answer me this question because I don't want to go into it in too much detail because I, I have had my rant. But first of all, I want to say, and I did tweet this, that Manchester City fans, you are a disgrace to the club because, you know, the way that the, you, know, you, you acted during the minute silence for the, you know, the 96 at Wembley was a disgrace. Uh, and I'm glad you got beat. Um, if you want to see class as a fans, look at Liverpool. I mean, the way that they uh, respected, and we all send our condolences to Christian Ronaldo. Of course we do. You know, I've got four kids and I could not imagine what he is going through now. I would, I just can't. I just can't. And Liverpool, what respect they showed from the manager to, to the, every fan. And then they sang, we will never walk alone. Um, but then apparently, and as I hopefully Liverpool fans might be able to tell me, but I did hear somewhere that straight after that, Man United started singing sick songs about again, you know, fans that have, have passed away, which I think is disgusting. Yes. When Liverpool, Liverpool showed what a classy club and classy fans behave, but even um, if they, even if they hadn't done that, even if they hadn't done that for. Christian Ronaldo at a very difficult time and obviously in his life that that wouldn't have excused those no. six songs like no. it, one, it, it, two songs don't make a right you know that's what I was taught anyway yes no, you're right two maybe it's just make a right. so whatever happened but they didn't do that like you said they were classy and maybe that's because of what happened at Hillsborough they know what it's like to have bigger things than football yes, yes. you know but then, you know, in, in fairness, Man United should as well. You know, they've had yeah. it in the past. Um, um, apparently, yeah, apparently, Doug, who's obviously a big Liverpool fan, yes, they did, Chris. They sang the sun was, well, yeah, yeah, well, right. I think uh, we should leave that um, where it is. Uh, horrible songs, Everton song, always the victims yesterday, too. Um, and. Jordan just said, "Hey, Doug. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I just think it's disgusting. And two Manchester clubs there, and to do it just when the opposition club at their ground has shown such respect yeah. for the best player you've probably had in many years, it's, I think it's, it's disgusting. But there, anyway, I'm glad. In fairness, I'm glad you stuffed Man United after that. Um, yeah. Man yeah. City took a bit of a while to get going against Brighton. Um, it was nil nil at half time, but again." It's going to go down to the wire this title, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I still think Man City are favourite because if they win all the games, they win the league. You know, 
Mm. Liverpool are relying on Man City slipping up somewhere, which yes. right now can't see. But we've said that in the past, and then it's happened. So it's all very close, very very close. It is. It is. Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle are just on a run of form, aren't they? At the moment, yeah. we'll come to that later. Obviously, I mean, you know, one 0 Crystal Palace. I mean, they're, they're just moving up the table, um, and. I think it just shows what a good manager that they've actually got in Eddie Howe. He's doing better than I thought he would do in, in this short space of time. He's got them safe, hasn't he, now? Oh, yeah, for, for sure. And I think the thing with Newcastle and their situation was everything's changed. Mm. The, the, the attitude of the owner has obviously changed because Ashley's gone and this new people have come in. Yeah. And they, they seem pretty level-headed. Whether they're actually going to be you know, do the things they say they're going to do with the club and the community. You know, they're very much like, we're going to do, we're going to make Newcastle a better place as well as, you know, yeah. it's going to be side to side with the football. I really hope that's true because yes. the Geordies fans are incredibly passionate about their football club and deserve, that's what they deserve. They deserve yeah. a club that is at least going to try and compete because before they weren't, they weren't competing. They were. Strike. They were they never were. going to go, actually. Mm. They were going to go up, they were going to go down, they were going to go up, they were going to go down. Mm. was the best they could really hope for. Yeah. Um, with these new owners, hopefully, at least a bit of a stay in the Premier League is something that's going to... Yeah, and I, and I think that... The, and the sensible owners, you know, they're taking... It's, anyway, it's, it's baby steps, if you like, you know. Don't think that we're going to be challenging for the Premier League next season because it's not going to happen. But, you know, they, they are they are being sensible. Uh, just quickly, it's nil-nil between Palace and Leeds still at the moment. We're into the second half on that one. Um, I don't really want to mention the next game, but I'm going to have to. Um, Everton won, Leicester won. Am I? Am I? Am I the only person here that every time I think that this is where we kick on, we don't? No, you're definitely not. I think it's just little slip ups, and I think as well, like he's still trying to juggle a relatively small squad. We've got a lot of players back now, so the excuses are less. The mm. performances have been better. I don't think they were particularly good against Everton, but the performances no. have got better. So, as we said last time I was on, things had got better and things were looking up. It's now about getting that consistency. Mm. It's all about Roma on Thursday for me now. The league is right off. Let's just forget that for this season. Write yeah. yeah. it off. Had a bad start because of the injuries. Let's not think about it too much. Concentrate on Europe, which looks like that's what he's doing. Yes, um, yes. And I think that's the right thing to do because it is a European. It gets us into obviously the Europa League if we were to win. Yes, so yes. The X, you know, we're not going down. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, this is it. I mean, you know, Newcastle, Everton, and obviously we'll come on to Aston Villa later, but they mm-hmm. all. They all smack to me of sort of, you know, end of season games. Like nobody's got anything to win. Well, I mean, I know Everton have, but you know, Newcastle were, were safe and Aston Villa were safe. It just seemed like it almost seemed like a practice match, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Everton, in fairness, they were scrapping for their lives. Um, whether you wouldn't have known that against Liverpool the other day. But it's just I think the only thing that's keeping me going is the fact that earlier in the season. We'd have probably. I know we lost new big loss to Newcastle, but I think we'd have probably lost to Everton as well earlier in the season. 
Yeah, and again, it's really difficult because don't want to make excuses for the team because the team should be doing better now. Like they yeah. should be more consistent, but it's not that easy, you know. And they're still missing Vardy. Like they are. Hopefully, he's yeah. back on Thursday. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. So, yeah, and like I say, we need to kind of write off this season a little bit and mm. just look forward it to happens. the you know, I mean, you know, there was there was the odd season, not many, I grant you, but the odd season that uh, um, Alex Ferguson didn't win anything. You know, and yeah. there was many seasons when Arsene Wenger didn't win anything. Um, yeah. And talking of Arsene Wenger, and hello to Luca, um, Arsenal. I mean, where the hell? You know, Chelsea two, Arsenal four. I mean, what? I don't know. You know it, Arsenal are such a Jekyll and Hyde team this season. Yeah, and that's, you know, probably why they're not comfortably in that top four. You mm. know, a bit more consistency and they, they would be in that top four. It'd probably be sewn up by now. They've got a young squad, like I said before. They've got a really mm. young squad. And with a young squad comes inconsistency. Yes. So, I think that's all it is. I think as they get better, they have more um, experience. I think that will come. And I, I, there is actually real promise there in that squad. Mm. Just oh, there, there is, there is. And I think, our, I mean, Luke will hate me for saying this, but I think Arteta's a very good manager if he's given time to to develop. Um, yeah. These managers do have to start somewhere. Um, but well done, Arsenal. You know, you beat Chelsea. I mean, a few weeks ago, I was saying, after the start they'd had, they'd had a run of six, seven-odd games without losing. Uh, I think they all, might have all even been all wins. And... I know. I said that fourth is theirs to lose. Little did I expect they were going to throw it away in such fashion. But now that they're coming back, it's um, it's making that fourth, fifth, sixth chase a little bit more interesting, isn't it? But but well done. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I, 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 you know, but it did keep the Arsenal fans quiet for a bit. You know? I think it is between Arsenal and Tottenham for that yes. fourth spot. Yes. Now yes. I don't I mean, think that can get it, but no. Man United just got to again do what we're doing and write this season off. At least we're still in yeah. Europe to try and win one thing, you know. Yeah. But uh, Bert now Burnley, as, as you know, one of my uh, my co-contributors a lot on this channel is Dan, the Burnley fan, and mm-hmm. I mean this was on the Thursday night. It was a must-win game. Southampton, as we know. You know, they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one, and they end yeah. up shaking it all about in the end. But new manager, in well, new temporary manager in charge, Peter, I think it's Peter Jackson, who used to be the under-23. I was listening on Talk Sport today when I was sat outside the doctors trying to calm my heartbeat down. <laughs> and uh, they were saying he's actually he, he's had a lot of experience. He's 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 been assistant managers and coaches under different. He, he's, he's worked a lot under David Moyes, and you know he admires David Moyes a lot. And he's one of these players that does go to a, a lot of matches. But what is being said a lot, and Dan said this, is that none of the players have actually come out to defend. You know how when you sacked a manager. Well, we didn't want him to go, and you know he he was fun, he was, and all this, and there hasn't been a word. He said, but the one word, and again, this was actually said. Um, I think it was either Simon Jordan or Jim White said it this morning. That the word that they're using is freedom. 
And Dan said that's what a lot of Burnley players are saying. They're being allowed to play with more freedom. And I think maybe, maybe Sean Dice had just got stale. Well, you know, it can happen. Mm. It, it can happen. But my argument is there's still a chance they're going to go down. And if they do stay up, it's only because Everton are worse than they are. Yes. Well, even with this freedom, it's not like Destiny playing, you know, tantalising football. No, no. So mm. what do you do? And who's going to actually take them over? This is only temporary. Yeah. I mean, you, I can well, imagine... I suppose the, if, if he does keep them up, it will, and he'll have done them, uh, you know, uh, you know say, yeah. it would only be second to Jesus Christ in saving things. But um, <laughs> he, he would probably be, I would imagine, maybe offered, if not the manager's job, this, I don't know, you, you need to know how it's going to work out. But they said on, say on Talk Sport, they said um, Alan Pace, the, the new owner, he's either the most astute businessman that's ever been walked on this earth or he's the luckiest. If they stay up, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't believe the timing of it. And I think everybody, you included, we were all sort of like, really? Eight games to go? Maybe he saw something that we didn't. You know, maybe players were going to him and saying, look. And like I say, they are saying now, you know, they, we are being allowed to play with a bit more freedom uh, and express ourselves more. What does and, that actually mean? Because they're still playing in the, the manager is still sending them out there to play in a certain formation. So yes. is it is that what they're saying? The formation is giving them more chance to be free. I don't, well, that's I don't that know. might be okay over eight games. It's not hmm. might not be over thirty-eight. Maybe you know? maybe it's a, and Dan, I think the Dan said this or or what thoughts I'll get I'll get lost, it all merges into one, but maybe where every time Sean Dyche was there, and after every game, he's having to defend himself. Yeah. And, you know, say, well, look, come on, guys, we can still do this. Maybe these other guys come in and said, look, looks like we're going down. Let's just go out and give it a go and, and see where we go. And maybe don't worry if you get out of position, as long as you get in the ball. I, you know, that, I don't know. I don't know. It's under a lot less pressure than Dyche was, though. He's got this till the end of the season. Whatever yeah. happens, happens. If they go down, it won't be his fault. But no, if they stay up, the he'll get the credit, yeah. which will yeah. be wrong as well, because Sean Dash has built that squad, that team. Yeah. It's still yeah. his team. It will still be his achievement if they stay up, to me. But he won't get it because he didn't finish the season. Yes. It, it, it's very it's like, similar to Ranieri. Yes, he won the title yeah. for us and he got, but it's only, you know, of recent times when people have started to actually accept that, you know, it was kind of Nigel Pearson that had put the foundations there. But, oh, um, sure. Sure. yeah, we, I, we, oh, we, like you say, he, he's, in, he's, in a, he's in a win-win situation, isn't he? If he does go yeah. down and say, well, I gave him my best, we won a few games, there's only yeah. so much I can do. And if he stays off, he'll go, look, you know, let, let me walk yeah. across yeah. The, ribble, the, uh, the river Ribble and <laughs> walk without yeah. sinking, you know. But, uh, but, but Scott's got a question for us both, and I'll let, I'll let you go first on this one, Louise. Um, do you believe it's between Everton and Burnley to be relegated? As I think yes. Leeds were the ones to go down. Uh, he believes Leeds were the one to go down. No, I believe it's between Everton and Burnley. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, I'm just trying to... I believe to... more now than ever that it's going to be Everton because the way they're playing and the way Burnley are playing, they're just going in opposite directions. And Yes. 
with I mean, Bournemouth. It doesn't matter Leeds, at the top of the season. No, Leeds are still holding Palace, and it, we are 66, nearly 70 minutes into the game, and it's at Palace, so that they're, they're doing they're doing okay. I mean, you know, they are at the moment sat in 16th with um, 34 points. And you've got to say, Everton are now in that relegation zone. Um, yet yeah, they're going to have two games on Leeds, but they're five points behind, so they've got to win those two games. And you can't see them doing it, can you? No. I can't <laughs> see them winning a game between now and the end of the season. And no. I, I don't don't really say that, they've got to play Leicester that. again. <laughs> yeah, but it will be at home this time. Um, <laughs> so I think that will make a big difference because they, they don't play anywhere near as good away from home as they, they do at home. No, you're quite right there. So, you are quite if, right. You know, yeah. The season's anything to go by, I think we'll be all right at home. Yeah. Who do you want to get? I mean, I think I think we're saying here, aren't we? Like, you know, it's bye-bye Watford and Norwich City. Yeah. But who, <laughs> who would you want to stay up? Oh, sorry, who would you want to go down out of Everton and Burnley? Or to be honest, I'd, I'd rather have Leeds go down if I'm completely honest about yeah, it. But yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. If I have to choose, I would choose probably Burnley just because I've got obviously of people that I have. know that yes. Everton. But that's not anything particularly against Burnley. I don't have any ill will towards them. If it's got to be one or the other, probably Burnley. But like I say, I'd much prefer it be Leeds. I, I was, I was uh, hoping I was, I could have clipped it then if you said oh, I hate Everton, I want it to go down. I'd <laughs> ask Chris for your mother-in-law's details and sent it to her. <laughs> I jest, of course, I jest. Uh, Scott says, I mean, it, it is down to the teams they are playing, and I've got to be honest with you, probably the, the one with the best running is actually Burnley because Everton, I think, have got the likes of Chelsea and and Liverpool. Oh, they just played Liverpool. Obviously, so I don't think that their run is a good one. It's going to be interesting at both ends. That, you know, eight, eight games and seven games to go, whatever it is, and nothing's decided yet. As although, obviously, like I say, Norwich are virtually as good as 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 down. Yeah, right. I'm Watford as well. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. No, no, I I I agree totally. And we spoke about Man United earlier. And they were the first game against what looks to be a revitalised uh, Arsenal. But yeah. as we're talking Man United, I've introduced this it's as well. time for the Daily Manchester United. We have how long since Tottenham won a trophy. So I think it's only fair because there's nothing like kicking another team when they're down, is it? <laughs> and Man United fans, it has been nine years, five days, 21 hours, 29 minutes and 47 seconds since you last won the Premier League. And I think that's going to take a few more years on that before you're actually in a position to do it again. Um, and that is courtesy of the Liverpool website, wouldn't you <laughs> You'd believe? But, uh, yeah. Ten Hag's coming in. Um, he is he is laying the law down and saying, "This is what I want. I'm having the final say on what players I want, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So whether Ralph will actually still be there, I don't know. But that guy's got one hell of a building job on, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Because the expectation is at United is that we're competing for Premier Leagues. We're competing for Champions mm. Leagues. We're winning stuff like that. Is the expectation at that club? Yes. So to get there is 
miles away from that. Um, for me, I'm not sure he's the right guy, if I'm honest. Mm. But I, I don't think that Man United can necessarily get that top-class manager now because they're not. They're not winning stuff. No. You know, if Pep wasn't at Manchester City, he wouldn't want to come to United. No. No. And, you know, Klopp wouldn't want to come to United if he wasn't at Liverpool already. Do you not think, though, like, Ten Hag's looked at this, a bit like the Conte situation when he finally went to Spurs, um, that, well, hang on, you know, what is there to lose? This is a Man United job that doesn't come around every time. Again, if I fail, then four or five managers before me have failed. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm working with nothing here. I've got to get a lot of players out because there's players there that are just dead wood and are just, you know, taking the money. Just listen to Roy Keane after every match, he'll tell you. Um, But if he does, the sun will shine out of his arse again. So, again, he's in a no-lose situation, really. It's just weather. And I was speaking to a Man United fan the other day and said, like, will he be given time? And he says he's got to be. He's got to. He's because of the because of the task of the size of the task of yeah. rebuilding that club. He says that he's got to be given time. If he's not, then it's just suicide. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like with their managerial choices before this, they I feel they've been quite short sighted about a lot of things. Mm. Um, and again, there's that need for success. There's a need for success there, not just for the club itself, but for the fans. Mm. They're not used to not having trophies. They're not used to getting, you know, 4-0 by Liverpool. They don't like it. <laughs> Obviously, why would you like that? You know, getting from mm. 4-0 by, you know, your closest um, rivals. And also, like, even when they weren't winning, they were close to winning. They, if yes. they didn't finish yeah. first, they were second. So, they'd, you know, they'd get to finals. Okay, they might not mm. win them, but they'd get there. Had the opportunity mm. to win. They're not even doing that now. Dropped Maguire for this game. I think that's a great decision because he should never, ever, ever have been playing with the form that he was in. Mm. Shouldn't have been playing. The only reason he was playing because there was no one else and he was captain. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, well, no, that's not why you should get in Man United's side. You should get in there on merit. Again, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Man United, I mean, somehow they're still in sixth place. Uh, and and this, this Man United fan was saying, God knows how we are getting European football this season. And, you know, you look at, there's so many clubs, look at our, our season, you know, and you look at, like, how Brighton started and they fell off. West Ham have slowly the wheels coming off in the Premier League. Yeah. But it's just, I think, like I say, you know, it is Man United, like I say, I think they've gone back to the pre um, Fergie days when, and you're much too young to remember that, Louise. But I mean, on that time, they would go out and they would buy a player just to stop Liverpool or somebody else buying them. And they didn't think about any, they were just buying things. And that's what they've done now. They've got a team of great players, but they haven't got a team, if that makes sense, you know. A bit like Real Madrid, that's what they do, isn't yes. it? Just buy players and don't really think about what they're going to do with them when they get some. Yes, yeah. And, and if you look at the form table over the last six games, I mean, Manchester United are in 16th place. And for a club like Manchester United and what they have achieved, and like you say, with what they'd achieved under Ferguson, you would expect them to, to be challenging for the top four and challenging for that title, like you've just said. And they're, they're miles off that. And it's, you know... 
16th is, is, I mean, you can't believe, I can't believe Man United, you know, West Ham are above them. Everton, Everton are above Man United in the form table. I mean, what the hell, you know? Well, the, the thing is, like, when Fergie left, you expect to drop off. You yes. expect to drop off for two or three seasons and then you expect the board to get their act together and make it right. Yeah. And that's not happened. You know, I don't know how many seasons it is since Fergie obviously retired, but it's it's just not changed. And, you know, you go through manager after manager. Mm. They make decisions that I just look at it and think, not sure that's right. No. You know, first of all, getting Ali, then he does okay. So they give him the job permanent. Then they sack him because apparently he's not good enough now. And it's like, well, at some point you have to stick with someone. Yes. And you have to give them time. You have to let them rebuild it because you no, know, they weren't winning straight away when Fergie got there. No, no, they were, he was nearly sacked, wasn't he? Yeah. You know. So you, you think, can't expect miracles because it doesn't happen. Yeah, I still say I, I think Fergie was very, very clever. That when he left, I mean, he, he'd built two or three teams during his time there. He dismantled and rebuilt, and that team that he won that last Premier League with when he retired, I don't think would have won it under any other manager. I think he knew when he was getting out. And I think having him there, and I understand why United have offered him this, whatever it is, president's position or whatever, but to have yeah. him there, it's like the Grim Reaper watching you every every game yeah. for, the, for the new managers. And maybe if they're stuck with Moyes, I mean, look how Moyes is doing now. You know, maybe if they'd given him a bit longer, but it was this like, well, with Fergie did it, so somebody else should be able to do it. You know? And I think also it's, it's the fact that it's the one after. Yes. Like there's direct yeah. comparison there. You know, he's working with the same players as what Fergie was. Mm. Like, there wasn't a great deal of difference in the actual squads. No. So, yeah, then the expectation, well, if Fergie can do it, why can't you? Well, that's not how football works. And that side was starting to age. You know, that squad mm -hmm. was starting to age. And I, yeah. like you say, Fergie, I don't think... What Fergie was good at is was realising players were needed moving on. Yes. And he'd move on mom before they got to that point where they weren't good enough to play for Man United anymore. So yes. he could get that yes. bit extra money and he could get rid of them, get it for somebody else in. Yeah. That and didn't I happen with that last team. No, you're quite right. And I think whilst they were winning under Fergie, there was no beef with the board. Or they just seemed no. not to be. I'm sure that, you know, and I'm not, you know, telling Man United fans how they felt about their own club far, far from it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even attempt to. But it seemed from an outsider's point of view that it was to be quiet. And it's amazing when you start, you know, when you are winning things and still winning trophies, then the, the, you know, the fact we're all the same. The fan, fans are sort of quiet. But again, on the other flip of this coin, on the other side of the coin, Arsenal. Again, yeah. you know, they'd had a good win over Chelsea and now they've gone out and beat Manchester United. And, you know, they, they are back up into that fourth position above Tottenham. Um, although, you know, they've got two more points. They've both played the same games now. And it looks like, it looks like, again, it's Arsenal to lose, doesn't it? And they're not that well, yeah. far behind Chelsea. Let's be honest with you. They're only five yeah. points. I know Chelsea got a game in hand, but they're only five points behind Chelsea in the third Arsenal. But the thing about games in hand is it's only a bonus. They're only important if you win them. Of course. Of course, yes. And again, the way Chelsea are playing at the moment, that's not as good either. 
Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, Arsenal could end up finishing third, Chelsea fourth, Tottenham fifth. Yeah. Still really close. And with that game in hand, it is in, it, that the third place is in Chelsea's hands as much as the fourth is in Arsenal's hands. Yes, definitely. But the full guide, I mean, they lost three and they've won two now. So th- that says they're on the up. And those two teams that they beat are potential banana skins, especially Chelsea. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, moving on, and we are on to the next game, which now. Uh, we I, we spoke briefly about this uh, before we came live. Yeah. I've I started doing watch-alongs, and when I do a watch-along, I like to have uh, a fan of an the opposition team do it with me. So you've got the two points of view with any dubious decisions at all. I couldn't get a Villa fan uh, that was free. Uh, if anybody's a Spurs fan, by the way, let me know. I'm looking for somebody for this for this Sunday. So I was on my own. How I found something to talk about for 90 minutes on that game, I do not know. I mean, I, you know, I'm not blowing my own trumpet here, but I deserve a pat on the back. I deserve, I deserve an Oscar. I really do. God knows what I was talking about. I must have been talking. The first 30 minutes were fine before, before kickoff. I could talk about the team and what have you. And then after yeah. that, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, I mean, what? Uh, did you go? I don't know if he went or not. But No, I didn't. But yeah, I bet you're glad you didn't. It was awful. And when I know people, I've heard things from people who did go, and it's just a bit of disappointment because there mm. was a chance that we could still finish in the European place. Yes, indeed. And that, I don't think that, well, I know that's not happening now. They're not in the right form. They're obviously concentrating on Europe. Okay. But at home to Villa, you should be winning. I don't care what the situation, you should be winning. Mm. And to play like they did, yeah. I mean, you know, Villa not in greatest of form. No, no, that's definitely not. Before. You know, they they could literally be uh, be dragged into the um, uh, into you know into that relegation dogfight. I don't think they will, but they could be. Um, I mean. Yeah, before Newcastle, I actually said there was a you know we've got all our players back, we are back in the position where um, you know we, we you know look at our bench and our bench looks strong, and I expected the changes because we played Everton midweek and we've got Roma obviously on Thursday, yeah, and I thought you know before Newcastle there was an odd chance we might just might just get into that position because other teams were sort of throwing points away. And when I looked at the team that was announced, I thought, fair enough, it wasn't that far off the uh, team that went out against Palace. And we played well against Palace. And, you yeah. know, when you look at the team that was on the pitch, you look at the, basically the team that was on the bench, if you like, we'd got, i say, two very good teams there. Our squad is as, as strong as it's probably been for many, many years. But it was the performance. Yeah, it's not, it's not good enough. No. I, I can't defend it. Other than to say he's concentrating on Europe, that's the only thing I can say. But even then, you, you professional pride should take over a little bit. You should try and win the game. You're playing at yeah. home, front of your own fans who are paid good money for their season tickets, good money for their tickets in general. Come mm. out and put a show on for them. You know, if you're not going to get in that team on Thursday, make the manager make a decision. 
give him something to think about. Like, why yeah. would you not do that? And if you are in, or you think you're going to be in that team on Thursday, make sure you are. Put in a performance where he can't leave you out. Mm. You know, yeah. to me, that's what he should be saying to the players. Okay, look, none of you are guaranteed to start. Show me why I should put you in my team. Make me unable not to play you on Thursday in, mm. in, in this semi-final. Make it so I can't drop you. Yes. And none yes. of them did that. None of them did that. No. I mean, I, I, I want to ask you something that Brad says, and and, and it's, it's regarding Tillemans. That he has been off form recently. I put a, a bit of that, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, him, KDH and Madison, they're not they're not being rotated. They're playing every game virtually. And mo or if they are being taken off towards the end, they're playing three yeah. quarters. They must be knackered, but we've got no Indeedy. So we've got Mendy in that holding role. Now, last season, when Mendy well, at the start of last season. Indeed, he was injured, and Mendy came in and did absolutely nothing wrong. He, he's very good. In fact, I think he's a better pass or distributor of the ball than Indeedy. But Indeed, he's obviously a lot better of the tackler. And what Brad seems to think is that it's almost like Brendan's putting Tillemans that bit deeper to keep an eye on Mendy, as if he doesn't trust Mendy. Well, if he doesn't trust Mendy, why is he putting him in the team? Because he's stifling Tillemans. I'm not seeing any sort of attacking intention from Tillemans at all and in Europe he's playing Tillemans as virtually as the defensive midfielder so if he doesn't like he doesn't trust Mendy why doesn't he put Chowdhury in who he was singing the praises of only two or three months ago I don't think it's solely Tillemans form is solely down to the fact that Mendy's playing over Indeedy I completely agree with you that Mendy is a different player to Wilf. Like, Wilf is going to be the better tackler. He's going to win that ball back. He's not. Yeah. And there is probably less for them to have to worry about in the sense of we need the ball back because that's what you need. Every good team needs that ball winner. And Wilf yeah. is ours. I don't think that's what's affecting Tillisman. I think he's knackered. He's played a hell of a lot of football over the last two seasons for us. And I just think he needs a bit of a rest, but he can't rest him because he's our best. He's our best player. But he's not. He's, being our, best he's, he's our best player. He's our best player overall, but he's not our best player at the moment because he is being overplayed. You know, when you are changing Daka and you're changing um, Inacho between games, when you're changing the back four and you know certainly the central defenders every game. Why aren't they changing Madison, Tielemans and, and K, I know KDH think, is younger. Because I think it. if he doesn't play Tillisman and the lose, it's why didn't you play Yorare? If he plays Madison, he doesn't play Madison, well why don't you play Madison and we lose? It's it's because of the results we're getting. If we were winning nobody would be saying anything about Yuri's form at all. No, no, of course No one would be mentioning Yuri's form at all if we no. were still winning. The fact that we're not is the reason they are. And those two things go hand in hand, obviously. Mm. He's the best player. He can make things happen. It's like Madison. Okay, mm. he might not. He might have a bad game. But you get off your seat when they get the ball. Because you yeah. know what they are capable of doing. It's like mm. when Barnes gets it. You know what he's capable of doing. Does he do it every time? No. 
But you know well, he's been a bit off form rugby. as well, hasn't he? Yeah, I think again injuries have plagued him a little bit this season, and I think that's just hard. Mm. I think it's hard when you you kind of stop and start. But he's the best we've got, so play him. Like you have to yeah. play him. Yeah, and I'm just I. I... And, and what what has what gets me is like as I say, just if if he came, if we lost if we'd have lost to Villa because we haven't played Tillemans and Madison, and he came out I said look guys they're knackered, and those are two players I need to be in the semi final first leg against Roma, everybody would go, fair enough Brendan. We understand. But would they? But would they? Well, this is the thing. She say yeah. they would. I would. I'd understand that, and I'd say, "Yeah, you're putting yeah. your eggs in the European basket. Fine." Yeah, I I would totally understand that because this Thursday night is the biggest game, single game we've had since that FA Cup final. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's a, it's a season-defining game, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it you know it's it's the possibilities that it creates. No, we get through this semi-final. It's a one-off game. Anything can happen in yeah. a one-off game. Yeah. So, I, I would understand him putting the eggs in that basket rather than having to win however many we have to win to get in the European places that way. Yeah. But it's an expectation. He's sending out a team that he thinks can win every game. If people think that he's not doing that, mm. then they're stupid. Of course he is. He's sending out a team he thinks he can win. Yeah, mm. he does have to think about the other games. But only he knows. He's the one talking to Yuri every week. He's the one, or every day. He's the one that's watching him train. He's the one that's talking to him. Maybe it's just a case of, you're going in the summer. Let's get the best out of you while we can. You know, totally understandable, like you say, you know, but like you say, you know, manager's job, you bug it if you do, you bug it if you don't. (laughs) uh, If he scores the winner on Thursday, no one's going to say anything. Yuri scores the winner on Thursday. No one's mentioning his form. No one's mentioning what Brendan should or shouldn't have done. Yes. It doesn't mean that right. it's the right decision or that the performance will be any good. It's yes. about winning. It's just about yes. winning. Always. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, we, we, we sit here and we quit. I mean, you know, years ago, you never had all these different channels and places yeah. where people could come on and argue. And, you know, we... we, we in a way, I sometimes feel, and I know sort of AFTV have been accused of this, but the funny thing is sometimes I think you're looking for things to criticise to, to start conversations. I always say in the Facebook group, and I've said this to you before or not, that what I post isn't necessarily, and it says this in the rules, what I post as admin is, de- is not always what I think, but it's what yeah. I think would create a... Uh, conversation. Yeah. Majority of people will come on and go, you know what, Chris, I don't agree with that. It's blah, 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 blah. Others, and we all, every club's got them, the Tandil fans, will come and go, well, that's a stupid, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> and not, you know, add anything at all. And it's the same with this, as it's literally, literally how, um, you know, we're almost looking for, for it, aren't we? But there is criticism. There is criticism of Brendan Rogers when He's making those decisions because that's his job. His yes. job is to make sure they win. Mm. It has to be constructive criticism. It has to be criticism with understanding what his aims are. We don't yeah. know. 
what at the beginning of the season the aim was. It certainly wasn't to be where we are in the league, I don't no. think. No. But again, circumstances have dictated that that's what's happened. So then you reassess. Well, Europe then has to become even more of an important importance. Yes. And actually, we are in a semi-final, a European semi-final. Mm. Like people are taking the league as all that w- is going on for us this season, and it's not. Take the yeah. whole season, not just the league, and actually, it's not as bad as it sounds. No, there's 16 other teams that in that in that Premier League that would swap places with us right now, and I don't care all this sort of. Eh, it's only the conference, blah. No. They would want to be in that, and they would want the chance to say we did, we won it first, you know. As Scott says there, uh, Josie knows how to get teams to win trophies. Not like he used to; he doesn't. And and also, he also knows how to get sacked when he plays Leicester. Well, how was <laughs> so, how, when was when was the last time he won a trophy? That is when a very was the last question. time Jose actually won a trophy. Yeah, he did I, one I don't one know. When he came back the second time, did um, one more one with Tottenham. So when was the last time he actually won a trophy? It's a and that good... doesn't matter. The, the past is in the past. I don't care yeah. what trophies he's won. It'll be who, how we play on Thursday against each other. Yes. And then the following week. Trophy, you're only as good as your last match, players and managers. Right. It was the 2016-17 Europa League final with Man United. So he hasn't won anything for... 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, five years, five seasons he's not won anything for. So it's a semi-final, you know, and and we should not be worried. I mean, you know, we know that he may come and park the bus. We, you know, we know how Josie plays because we played him enough times when he's been managing teams in England. Yes, he will yeah. also know us as well, of course. But, you know, if, if that ends up nil-nil again... I'm not as worried as I might have been because I've seen what we could do at Eindhoven. And Roma are not the club that... I mean, they just I think it was Rennie was saying um, Inter beat them 3-1 recently. They're not the club that... You know, we're playing the club in, nine, in 2022. We're not playing the name. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. I totally agree with that. And I also think... Like we have to, we obviously have to respect that we're playing Roma. They're obviously a, a decent course, side to have got yeah. to the semi final as well. But we've got to know that we got to the semi final too. But actually, yes. when we play well, we are a good side. Mm. We are a good side. Can we and, go and win? Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. rule us out if it was nil nil on Thursday. I'd rather take a three nil lead, obviously. But yes, what would happen would happen. Yes. The level of intensity has to be there, though, because if it's not, we will get beat, and we'll get beat heavy, and then we will be out of it, because we won't win heavy in no. rain. No. You know, we might nick a 1-0, 2-0 win at the most, so we need to be careful. But and let's not say that you, can't win, you can't win it in the first leg, but you can lose no. it. No, yeah, exactly. That is a very good point. And let's, let's say, you know, this is a Roma side that only qualified for the Europa Conference. Yeah. You know, they weren't that good that they qualified for the Champions League or they qualified for the Europa League. They didn't. They were that bad with Jose in charge that they only just got into the Europa Conference. But and they're not playing in the hardest of leagues. Like it, the Italian League does not compare to the Premier League. 
No, no. Anything standard. So, you know, and we finished fifth last season. We were the fifth best team in, in the Premier mm. League. Like, that's crazy to me that I can say that about Leicester. Like, still, no, still is, still is, definitely. <laughs> I think you said you said the point, we didn't bottle fourth, we did great to get fifth. Yeah, we overachieved 95% yeah. of the season. Yeah. And if we'd gone from sixth to fifth, everyone would have been happy with it, but we didn't. We went from fourth to fifth, and that's why people had a problem with it. Yeah. Talking of fifth um, yeah. and thinking of all of the games that were played. But anyway, we're all going to talk, always talk more about Leicester. Manchester City 5, Watford 1. I mean, I'm surprised Manchester City stopped at 5, to be honest with you. that was You could see that coming a, a mile off, couldn't you? Yeah, you'd never think that Man City are going to slip up, but especially not against Watford with the season they've had and the form that they're in. And mm. obviously... Uh, Etihad not at Watford everything was against Watford to win but it's a game 11 players against 11 at the start like they still have to go and win the game so you know won it very convincingly but that's what you expect and you know Watford so bad defensively so bad like Mm. every goal was you could pick a Watford mistake somewhere in the build up to the goal and that's not to take anything away from the five that Man City scored because they still had to take those opportunities and make those opportunities. But yeah. yeah. Uh, and is this the game do you think that virtually condemned Watford? I think they were gone before it, to be honest. Mm. I thought they were gone before it, but yeah, even more so, obviously, now. Yes. And not just the fact the point, it affects obviously their goal difference by four. It's mm. just, I just don't see them getting out of it. And again, I've got nothing against Watford. I've got nothing against those teams down there, any of those teams down there. But it's just like, you can't play that poorly and expect to stay in the Premier League. I, I um, you know, everybody sort of says to me, there's, there's Mella, a Watford fan, he comes on and he goes like, why do you hate Watford and Norwich so much? And I actually don't. I have nothing against, I don't say I love the clubs, but I have nothing against the clubs. I have nothing against the fans. And I think the fans deserve more than they're getting. They deserve some decent owners. What I hate is the way those clubs are run. But that that's another story. But yeah. then... And I, I'm this is the other reason I hate Norwich is because I actually put them down to beat Newcastle after their performance against Man United, and maybe that says how <laughs> bad Man United are that they nearly got beaten by Norwich City had it not been for a, a Christian Ronaldo hat trick. Newcastle, I mean, if you look at the Premier League, I mean, where are we? We're here. If we look at the Premier League, Newcastle. Are above us, above Leicester. Now, I never thought I'd be saying that at the start of the season. No, and again, it's really difficult because it's they haven't obviously got the European distraction. Mm. What you can't underestimate the change of playing Newcastle now to playing them earlier in the season. Yeah, like it's almost they are. It's like they're a different side, and they're not. The players are exactly the same players, but they're playing with confidence. And they're playing with a manager who is saying, you know what, we can do this. This is how we're going to, you know, set up. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to score goals. Are they scoring the most free-flowing? No, but they scored three goals against Norwich. Okay, it's Norwich, but you never would have thought that before. No, no. 
would never have dreamed that they would have scored three goals in a game. Because I didn't think they had the players to do that. <laughs> but obviously they have. And it just shows you what confidence to do. Winning is a like a you breed winning. You win one, it's easier to win two. Then you get on that roll, and that's what they've done. And it's just mm. the whole atmosphere has changed within the club. Everyone's happier. They're winning, so they're happier even more. Ashley's gone, which they've wanted for probably nearly a decade. Like everything is just on the up for them. It is. Uh, Hayden says here, I would probably say they have a lot of money with new owner newscastles have. They have got a lot of money, but let's be honest with you, it's all relative. And, you know, I, I, I don't begrudge Newcastle getting that, that money at all. You, whether they're the, they are, you know, the right people to, to own a football club is not for me to decide. You know, the FA have got an ethics committee, whatever, and that's yeah. down to them. And they've said they're okay. So, you know, it's there for the grace of God goes every everybody. If it was our, you know, if it was their club, then they wouldn't be moaning. And I think the fact that teams like Man City and United and fans of those are moaning is is so hypocritical. You know? yeah. And I mean, good luck to it. We've all got rich owners. Look how look at what we've got. You know, Rochdale, Oldham. The, you know, Oldham are one-off bottom. I mean, Scunthorpe have gone down into the conference or whatever it's called these days. Oldham are one above us. They were, you know, I can remember Oldham being in the Premier League, and they will yeah. be looking at Leicester now. We played, you know, we played Oldham a few times when we've been down, you know, that end of the uh, the, the the pyramid, and they'd be looking at Leicester and going, "Bloody hell, Leicester are rich." Look at that. Look at the stadium. They're going to expand. They're going to build this park there and they can go out and play. I never thought I'd see Leicester pay £40 million on a player. I got excited when we bought Mark Draper for £1 million, you know. So it is all relative. And, and I say good luck to Newcastle. And if they can go and smash that. So... The thing is about Newcastle fans is they're loyal. Yeah. Even actually when there was no chance of them staying in the Premier League, they went. They showed their displeasure, but they still went, still yes. filled that stadium yes. every weekend or every yes. other weekend, yes. still went away in huge numbers mm. because that's what they are. They are fans in the truest sense of the word up there. They're absolutely fanatical about Newcastle. It's the mm. only club there and they everyone supports Newcastle. Everyone in Newcastle supports Newcastle because that's all there is. It's not like yeah. Manchester where you've got the two teams or Liverpool. Mm. They've got Newcastle and that's it. And that's who they support. And they talk about it all week. And, you know, their mood all week up there. I, I had someone, I knew a, uh, one of my friends went to university there and she said, you can tell by the, just the feel of the town or the city when they've won and when they've lost. Because it means that much to them that, you know, if they don't win, which they haven't done much this season, mm. like at the beginning, like, it's horrible. Like, you walk around town and everyone's miserable. You know, how many clubs... If they'd gone through what Newcastle have been going through, would be filling the stadium. No, none, none in the Premier no. League. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I mean Newcastle are currently sat in sixth in the form table, and I I questioned whether Eddie Howe was the right man, but only because I knew that when he was at Burnley, he'd come back down to Bournemouth uh, or back to Bournemouth because his family were all down here and he wanted the job down here. But obviously. He decided to go for that. My worry was that Newcastle might just use him as an interim manager, keep them safe, keep them up this season, 
established them as you know maybe a top ten team for a season and a bit, and then they might want to uh, sort of so-called naming. But my God, you know he's proven. I mean, he did a fantastic job at Bournemouth. Had Leicester not won the Premier League that season, I think Bournemouth would, should have got more credit for, yeah, for that. Sure. They got to the Premier sure. League, and I, I I wish them all the best, Newcastle. I really do. The the thing for me about it is, you say that they're going to have him as an instrument. That's exactly what they're doing. Mm. That is exactly what they're doing, and that's exactly what they need to do. But yeah. it's a great opportunity for Eddie Howe as well. Yes, it is. Because it's a yes. huge club. It's the biggest club he's been at by mm. a long, long way. Well, it's only, it's only a second club, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's it, isn't it? Like, yeah, I, I don't mean disrespect to Bournemouth, but they're not Newcastle. They've not got the the fan base no. of Newcastle. They've no, not got the history no. of Newcastle. It's a huge club compared. Mm. And he's gone there, probably knowing that he'll be a victim of his own success in a way, because he'll get them where they want to be. And then it'll be like, right, we've had enough of you now. We're going to get someone who can take us on to that next stage. But that's yes. what Newcastle have to do. And at least they are doing that. They're, they're not just going, right, we need to be at the top straight away. Because mm. that's unrealistic, even if you've got all the money in the world. You know, you're competing with a lot of clubs that have got a hell of a lot of money. Mm. You can't just throw money at it. It's not how it's going to work. But then, if he is at a point of doing well, why get rid of him? That's you know, that's the other. The other That'd point. be the question, wouldn't it? How far mm. they want to go and how quickly they want to get there? Because right now it's okay them saying, "Yeah, it's a ten-year plan. It's a ten-year plan." If they were to get to sixth under Eddie Howe in I don't know four mm. or five seasons, yeah, are they still saying it's a ten-year plan? No, they're not, are they? If they're studying six in five years, they're going to expect to be challenging for the title in the next three or four. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I mean, in future England manager, possibly Eddie Howe, you know, and uh, yeah. if, if not Graham Potter, him. Um, but uh, we'll see. It'll be an interesting story. And I do, I do wish him all the best um, on that journey. Um, mm-hmm. The battle for fourth. Or the position that nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tottenham have lost it now. Man United are dropping down like a, 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 a or oh, was on a good night. And Arsenal have sort of had lost it, but they're coming back. Brentford, yeah. brilliant start to the season, lost it a little bit. I don't think they've yeah. lost it in, in, in a few games now. And the thing that they've been doing as well, I mean, this was a great point for them. Um, They've been beat when they were winning, they were winning teams around them, beating teams yeah. around them, you know, the Norwiches and, and what have you. But you know, that look what they did to Chelsea the other week, and they've now gone against Tottenham. I noticed in the paper we're being linked with uh, with Christian Eriksen. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, I, 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 whether he will leave Brentford or whether he will sign, you know, a, a, a permanent contract with Brentford. If he does, good luck to him. Um, they, they are they are having such a good season, aren't they? They're not they've not gone up on these lot like the Sheffield United or the Leeds when they first came up, which is probably better because the expectations aren't quite as high. Yeah, and you've they're obviously working on a lot smaller budget than a team like probably Leeds were as well. Um, I don't think it will be a case of a big drop-off next season. But I do think there'll be one. 
because mm. that first year when you get into the Inter Premier League, I mean, it wasn't this way for Leicester. We were rock bottom for pretty much the whole season, weren't we? But yeah. teams do have, we are in the Premier League. Wow. Like, at yeah. every game you try that a little bit harder because you're in that league above and you know there's a big gap. That doesn't last forever. Hmm. Um, and to be fair, you, again, you can't criticise what they've done. You can only praise it. They've come up. They're going to stay up. That's number one thing for any team that comes into the Premier League. Stay up. Well, unless you unless you know it's your Watford, of course, you know. <laughs> they want to try. They, they want to try. I feel like... They do. They yeah, do. It's just that the, the owners... Happens, I don't know what happens there because, again, you're working so hard in the prim, in the Championship to get mm. to the Premier League. That's, that's the whole point of winning or coming up from the Championship is to then apply yourself yeah. to the Premier League. And I don't quite know what happens there. I'll say I'll say hi to Ash, Newcastle fan. Welcome along. Thanks for popping in. Um, it will be interesting, Louise, to see how Fulham treat it this time because they mm. came up. They didn't. They did make an effort to stay up. In fairness, they spent a lot of money. Spent a lot of money. Yeah, and but then of course they they went the, the silly appointment of Ranieri as the manager. And they went down. It'll be interesting to see how they react, whether they give it a serious... I mean, you could say they had a serious go last time. Like you said, they spent a, a lot of money, but they've yeah, got... they spent a lot of money, but they didn't spend it right. And that's the no. thing. It's not just about spending money at the top or the bottom. You can have all the money in the world. You have to spend it in a sensible way. Yes. You've got to be careful of fair, of fair play. You don't mm. want to get into that situation. And also, you don't want your club going bust. Like, you have no. to have some sort of budget to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But you have to make the best of that budget. And that's why Leicester have been successful, because that's what they've done. Yeah, They've got, they've scouted it, and they've got players like Yuri and, obviously, Mares, Kante, for, for cheap, for dirt cheap. Mm. You know, Indeed. Maguire, for cheap. Yeah. yeah. They, that's, the, that's the model they've had. We will take you, because you are good. We can see something in you, but we know we're not going to be paying over the odds for you. Yeah, we know a couple of seasons with us, and we'll sell you for eighty million or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Ash says here, Mitrovic looks like he could be the real deal. And he wasn't last time he came up though, was he? But Mitch, you know, they got, the Scott, no, they got Scott Parker in there um, as a manager. Uh, he's been there, seen it, got the T-shirt, so to speak. So uh, we'll see what they do when they come up. We'll see what they do when they come up. Uh, will you please, Louise, explain to me, just just explain what Southampton are? Because, you know, they, they I mean, Brighton, they were the best thing since sliced bread. Potter was the new messiah. Then they sort of couldn't win. They were bottom of the form table, and they've got that form back. If Southampton... Southampton have reminded me of, of, of uh, and I hate to say it, but Leicester City under Peter Taylor. We had we had a decent start to the season. We were top. He won Premier League Manager of the Month. He, he was made temporary um, England manager. And then it all went wrong. And had we not had that good start to the season, we'd have probably gone down a season earlier than we did. Uh, yeah. The thing with Southampton, I think that's it with Southampton. They start off well. And I mean, this the point for them was good. I mean, it was a South Coast derby, but what I just don't get Southampton. 
it's like I've said many times about Santa Panton, it's almost like they get to that 40 points or whatever, knowing they're safe, and then it's like, well, the rest doesn't matter. Mm. And it's like they switch off. And it's really difficult to argue with it in many ways because, again, not the biggest squad, not got the most money, still in the Premier League. Like, how 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 can you justify, how can you call that lack of ambition? Or is it, well, this is what we are capable of? And, you know, again, injuries become, suspensions come to a, a, a smaller size squad. Results are going to suffer for it. And that's what tends to happen. They need to have good starts to seasons, though, because when that does happen, they need to have those points in the bank already. And that's yeah. the worry, because there is going to be a season where that might not happen. Have they got enough then to be in the fight and to actually get themselves back out of it? And And... I, I've got a lot of time for Althusser now because, you know, he's had he wishes to have a one bad result a season, doesn't he? Us then, Man United, and he's stuck at it. His team is sold underneath him, you know, yeah. uh, and to other clubs, and he's still in there. It's like it reminds me of the you know the Black Knight in the Monty Python uh, Holy yeah. Grail film. You know, chop an arm off. Oh, it is but a flesh wound. Carry on fighting yeah. you, and and he seems to be like that. And I just I think if he was given the chance at a, at a at a good club, I think he would he would do well. But I just like you know to say, that when you go to Southampton, though, you know that's what you're going to have. You know you're going to have to sell players. You know that's your budget. Yeah. But yeah. you know I don't have sympathy for him. If he didn't know that, he should have done. Do you yeah. do diligence before you take a job? Know what you're getting yourself into because Southampton haven't changed as a club for ten years at least. That they're, they're, they're mm. um theories have been the same, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. That's what they do, that's how they stay afloat. And you can't argue with it, they stay, they're stay. still in the Premier League, however many seasons later. Mm. But again, it's, it's, it's that ambition then, well, do you try and go for more by spending more? Or yes. are you happy with where you are? And they're yeah. obviously happy where they are. Yeah. I don't I hear mean... much Southampton fans moaning about their club either. Do you remember when Leicester came up under Martin O'Neill? I think we finished like 10th, 9th, 10th. I mean, I know we, we had a couple of, well, three trips to Wembley then, but forgetting the Wembley trips, we were happy at that point. Yeah. We finishing 10th, 9th, or 10th, weren't we? You know, yeah. um, and I suppose it's a, it's a bit the same for Southampton. I mean, they're on 40 points, they're not going to go down, um, but it is a bit worrying. They are 17th in the form table, um, just below Manchester United. So, yeah. But um, we'll see. Like you say, the, 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 to me, like I say, they do remind me of the Black Knight. You know? <laughs> but a flesh yeah. wound, carry on. You've not hurt me. You've not hurt me. Now, again, this Burnley, we spoke about them earlier. Um, it won't be the greatest, great escape. I'm sorry that that is us. And they've, they've not been bottom as long as we were. Uh, I think we've been bottom for... We were, I think out the record is we hold the record for being bottom the, for the longest number of weeks and staying up. Uh, but they haven't it, been bottom at all, have they? Yes, they, they were for about two weeks, I think, you know. But uh, I think Norwich, if they stayed up, might be the great escape. But yeah. we talked about it earlier. They sacked the manager. Um, I never saw this coming against Wolves. No, again, though, Wolves bit. Hit and miss themselves, aren't they? 
Mm. at the minute and I don't know what that is either because they should probably be doing a little better than with the squad they have they're getting this safe and they're going to be playing it's really difficult at this time of the season to know whether your team's playing to its best visibility or whether it's just we're safe we're not winning anything we're not going to go down we're not going to get into Europe that's it do you know what I mean like yes is it because they're kind of already checked out, which if they have is disgusting because there's many games to go and actually your fans are still paying for those games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, professional pride. But when you've got nothing to fight for, it must be a lot harder than when you have. Mm. Whether that's relegation, Europe or, you know, winning the title. If you've got those things to... The motivation's still there. When you haven't got any chance of anything happening, it must be hard to... I mean, uh, Wolves at the moment, they're in eighth place. So they're only one one position and three points off a European place. Although I did uh, the, other, <laughs> the other day during the match, um, there's so many possibilities how Europe can go this season and who can qualify. If we win all three trophies, I think, and I think ninth could be end up in Europe. And it is that, that could just... There's some unfairness of them, and I put it up on the screen, and there must have been 20 different combinations of who yeah. could get what positions could get promoted, uh, you know, end up in Europe. So Wolves could still do that. West Ham, uh, as we'll see in a minute, are sort of the wheels are coming off the wagon. And um, but no, well, again, I've got to say well done to Burnley. Statman Mike here says they were they're out of the bottom three for the first time since October. Uh, but I don't think they've been actually say bottom as such just for a couple of weeks um talking of West Ham I mean we know how they feel losing in the 90 off minute don't we yeah I'm not sure what's going on again with West Ham but again it's it's, mm. it's really difficult because people always say oh you know they're choking they're bottling it well are they, or is there something else going on? Is mm. there injuries there? I don't know for West Ham because I don't, I don't particularly follow West Ham, but is it injuries? Is it just overperforming at the start of the season? I think I think that's a... probably what it was a little bit. They were yeah. overperforming, and now they're just where they sh- they should be. They're at the level mm. they should be, and that's obviously less than what it was. But they're still having a great season. You know, they're still in the European Fantastic place. That's season. excellent for West Ham. That's I, the best they've in a while. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm quite, I'm sort of get on well with a couple of West Ham channels, and we did a thing at the start of the season with one of them. Whereas, is this team as good as the English team that uh, the Leicester team that won the Premier League? Because they had such a good season last year, they thought they might go on. Yeah. Even then, they were saying. If Antonio gets injured, they've got nobody to replace him. They haven't got a huge squad, which they haven't. Um, they had a player sent off, I think, uh, in this game. And they, 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 they're, they're doing what Leicester are doing, I think. They're looking at it and going like, um, take care, Scott. I see you got to go. All the best, mate. Thanks for popping in. Um, he, um, you know, West Ham, I think, are looking at that. Europa League, they're in the semi-final. They've not done that for sort of 50-odd years. And I certainly think the wheels are coming off. They win it, they get to play in the big, big one, don't they? 
They do, exactly, which, which they're not likely to get via the league these days. No, that would be huge for West Ham, even if they literally went out of the group at the group stage, which, you know, depending on the draw, obviously um, would dictate that a little bit. But yeah, that would just be huge for West Ham if they could play in the Champions League. Like, that's that's huge for anybody that isn't in that top six. God, yes, it is. And I'd love to see them do it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Again, I've got nothing against West Ham at all. And if it can't be Leicester, then I want it to be someone like a West Ham who, you know, haven't had that for a while. I know they have, have won European trophies in their past, but it's in their distant past. Um, so, yeah, if again, if it can't be Leicester, let it be someone like West Ham. I always, I always remember that their chairman never got on with our chairman, uh, I don't think, uh, our past chairman. Uh, but... My whole opinion about West Ham changed after the helicopter accident and how they how they reacted to towards us for that. And yeah, I got I got a lot of respect for West Ham after that. I'm not, I'm not going to be honest with you, but uh, but yeah, Chelsea after they got stuffed were back to winning ways. Uh, it it's the 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 <laughs> whoever's going to win it is going to be in the top two. <laughs> yeah. Liverpool, but you tell me third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, Chelsea, you'd probably think should get third, but after that, it's just it's just anybody's, isn't it? Really, yeah, Chelsea should get third because they've got that game in hand as well, haven't they? So yes. they should get third. No guarantees they're going to win that game in hand, though, so no guarantees they're going to get third, but yeah, they no. should. And then after that, you're looking at Arsenal and obviously Spurs, yeah. the way Spurs. You know, you can't again. They've not scored in how long, Spurs? You can't do that and expect to get in the top four. The league no. is too competitive. Like, mm. if it isn't Arsenal, it would be Man United, you know, in a different season. You can't do it. And, again, I don't think that Conte was the right person for Spurs at all. Um, the so, rumours are, of course, that he could be going to PSG next season. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And he could be success- successful at PSG. Yes. Anyone could be, be. Anyone could be <laughs> successful at PSG. Unless you call Pochettino. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh... I think the thing with PSG is, if you don't win that league, you are doing something very wrong. Yes, Something really wrong. Because the not just the money they spend, but the players they have should not have any problems in that division at all. French league is not of a particularly high standard. No, no, no. Um, which is sort of say why it looked bad. I think that Potuccino didn't win it. To be honest yeah. with you, uh, Declan Rice is great. You know, he's, he's turned down is it three contracts. It'll be interesting to see where he is next season. Um, uh, Conte with the back in could take Spurs uh, forward. Zidane is going to PSG, Chris. I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. You know, Mike, uh, this is why I'm having you on uh, on our European show. I don't, I don't, I was only just what I read. It was what I read. And there's, there's so yeah, many things I, going I, around. I read you know. similar, Chris. I read that he was going to PSG. Yeah. But again, it's paper talk, isn't it? It is. It is. It's all paper I, I, talk, you know. But, I mean, you know, so you going to Real Madrid. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, last game, and I mean Frank Lampard had obviously taken driving lessons off Josie Mourinho because boy did he park the bus in that first half. And I was beginning to think, 
oh, are Liverpool going to actually be the ones to blink first? Um, mm. But no, they stuck at it. Um, and I think I think Everton did well to keep it to 2-0, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I completely understand why Frank propped the bus in the first half. Mm. Be- purely because you cannot be 2-3-0 down at half-time. Like, no. that's... That's unacceptable. And I just knew that they were going to score. I always felt that Liverpool weren't going to score. Mm. Always felt that Liverpool were going to win. I mean, in recent times, obviously, they've had the best of this fixture. Yeah. For a while now, but at home, at Anfield, they're not going to slip up. It's like they're not going to slip up against anybody. Mm. Like, And just every time they go forward, they look like scoring. And they've got... So many different ways to hurt you. So many different threats. You know, if Mane doesn't get you, then Salah will. If Salah doesn't, it's someone else. You know, mm. they've got Trent and Robertson on the wings just bombing forward all the time, putting in crosses for people. And, yeah, just, you know, obviously Rigi and Robertson scored. You know, for your wing-backs to be able to do that, like, that's obviously an advantage going forward. Yeah. And they're just... You know, press so well, and it's all it's all Klopp. You can see Klopp from back to the front of that team. Mm. It's his philosophy of you know the high press, the energy, the you know you don't stop till the whistle goes, and that just was way too much for Everton. Way too yes. much. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah, Mike. I mean, I actually put a thing. Um, about Richarlison, is he being sponsored by Love Honey because he goes down that often? Um, it, it, it was it was embarrassing to see. It, this should be with VAR. This should that is one thing they should do is they should retrospectively look at dives and uh, and time wasting and things like that and hand out yellow cards and it, it would soon stop. Um, yeah. is le- I think they're saying Origi's leaving at the end of the season and yet Klopp was praising him and saying what you know he's, he's obviously. Scored the other goal in in the in the competition uh, last season or a couple of seasons ago uh, in, yeah. in the Champions League, but he speaks very highly of him, but he never seems to play him that much, and now he could be going. But it's it's a it's so many treasures, isn't there? You know, mm. in that in that squad, like, and that's where these top managers earn their money is keeping everybody happy, choosing the players for the right game. Like that's why they paid the books they are. That's mm. why they're the top managers. You know, you can have the best players, but you've got to keep them all happy. You've got to keep them all invested in what you're doing and you've got to choose the right ones to play in the right games. Yes. And, yes. you know, money needs to be freed up. Liverpool are not Man City. They're not just got an endless supply of money. So if it's going to strengthen somewhere in the summer, then, yeah, you might have to get rid of the lesser players, if you like, mm. ones that you're not playing as much to then buy what he wants to buy. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so that, that, that's the games. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of games last week. Um, top of the league, man. That's the top top half. Um, we like we said before, it's Man City's or Liverpool's. Um, it, it's so tight, and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's the case. I think of who who's going to blink first. You would think, like you said, Chelsea would get third. Um, they have got that game in hand. Fourth position. I know, Mike, sorry you're in here. I don't think Man United, and I think you probably agree Man United aren't going to uh, to get that fourth position. Um, 
it, it, I can't see West Ham. I think it's an Arsenal or Tottenham battle, that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's six points, isn't it, for United? That's a mm. lot. Because it's not just about getting those six points. It's about us and Tottenham dropping those six points. Yes, yes, exactly. So, exactly. Um, West Ham and Wolves still in with a chance of that seventh place between them uh, and Newcastle. I mean, above Leicester, all credit to them. I never thought, as like I said earlier, I never thought I'd say that at the start of the season. Um, no, but got the games in hand, but obviously got to win those games in hand. So we have, yes, yes, definitely. And then you got the bottom um, with the same two still <laughs> swapping and taking those bottom two places: Watford and Norwich. Deja vu every time they uh, they come up, but they seem to say like those two places. Um, is it between Everton and Leeds, or uh, sorry, Everton and Burnley? Now this this was done before Leeds played tonight, and that finished nil nil at Crystal Palace. Right, so, so they are four, uh, five points then ahead of Everton. Yes, yes, they don't have they don't have thirty four points. So game hand over Burnley, but on level on games with Everton. No, they've got a game. They're, they're, they're going to be on equal oh, games. Oh, sorry, that one's tonight. Sorry, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty tight. Leeds could get in, get in there. I just, I, I just don't see Everton winning the games. I just don't see it, and that's the problem. Yes, Leeds might lose. They mm. might even drop down to seventeenth. Um, Burnley go ahead of them, but I can't see Everton winning the games to do that to go ahead of them. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, and, I think critical uh, oh, of Everton because I watch Everton. Yeah. Maybe if I was watching Burnley and Leeds as well, or as closely, I'd be, you know, a bit mm. more yeah. critical of them as well. But like I said, Tur- I just can't see it. Turf's turned up late, not not unlike uh, Burnley for the first half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, just as we're discussing that. Um, I, I mean, I like Leeds. As I do, what I think I like about Leeds is that they, their fans to me aren't, no disrespect, Mike, but they're not the Man United Arsenal ones that are, we are who we are, so we should be here. They've been down in the third tier, when, you know, with like we have been. And mm-hmm. do you know what? They're enjoying being back in the Premier League. I've never heard any fans going um, like, "Yeah, you know, we're back where we belong" and all this, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Leeds, to be honest with you. Do you think Leeds are safe now? I mean, mathematically, they're not, of course. No, it's it's really difficult because as much as I don't see it with Everton, it could happen. Yes. They've got the players that could win games. But I can only go on what I see and I don't see it happening. I don't believe it's going to happen. But while it's mathematically possible, yeah, who knows? And Everton have got some, a tough run in. Real tough mm. run in. Um, I, I, I was just looking then, uh, funnily enough, and I, I forgot to mention this before when we were talking about energy levels, um, Brendan Rodgers' conclusion that his side showed plenty of heart but signs of fatigue 
was as accurate as it was worrying. Uh, if you go on the BBC website, there's some interesting stats there. But then again, you might not you might not want to be. Um, very very quickly, just touching into the championship. Blackburn won one tonight, Dan. <laughs> That's where you were, weren't you? You you were at Ewood Park, weren't you? Watching uh, your favourite team, Blackburn. Um, Fulham, of course, are up, so, and, I, and I say it will be interesting to see how they they react to coming back up. Uh, Bournemouth are not. I mean, they've got games in hand on the on like Huddersfield, Luton Town, and Sheffield United. Uh, Blackburn are in seventh, just three points behind the uh, the sixth place Sheffield United, so they could sneak into the um, uh, into the playoffs. Nottingham Forest, they've got two games in hand and they are sitting pretty. They could still go up automatically. Do you want to see Nottingham Forest back up? Yeah, I'd love to see Nottingham Forest back up. I'd also love to see them go straight back down, but we'll see. (laughs) Yes, that is very, yes, nice one, nice one. It would be nice to have them up because it would be nice to have a bit of a rivalry. I mean, we are not their main rivals, are they? It's quite clearly Derby, but to have a a, a bit of a local Derby and a... You know, just a bit of banter with the Forest fans I know would be would be quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Leeds have got some difficult games coming up, apparently. I think Burnley, my uh, turf was saying, they've got Leeds. We go Watford, Leeds have Man City on Saturday. So Watford have got the easier games. Uh, sorry, Burnley got the easier games coming up. Um, it is, it's nice to be at this part of the season and everything still be open. It's also very nice to not be in this half of the division. Not having to be looking down relegation ourselves because we have yes. had to do that in the past. We um, have in the past, yes, indeed. You know, we call this a disaster season, but it's not, is it? It's not. It, it shows It shows how far we've come, but it shows <laughs> how fickle us fans are, you know. <laughs> I mean, a lot of fans, a lot of fans have accused me of the time I've gone on to, and not all of them, but certain Man United fans, certain Arsenal fans, more than anybody, but other clubs as well, have said, oh, Leicester have been bottling it these last two seasons. You bottled fourth both seasons, blah, blah, blah. Well, Arsenal, Spurs, Man United. I think you've got, I think you're a three-way battle for the bottling award this season, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and like I say, it's it's really difficult because I do understand that at least one of those seasons, yes, we probably should have got fourth. Being in the position we were in at the, se- at the time of that season we were, we should probably have got fourth. However, at the beginning of those seasons, nobody backed us for fourth. No, no. Nobody would have put Leicester in fourth. So... It's not an over. It's not an underachievement. It's an overachieving for ninety-five percent of the season, and just not quite having that that little last bit. You now to lose it on the last day to United was heartbreaking. No one felt that more than I did, but at the same time, again, we've and got. It wasn't we as had bad as the previous football, season like, when we lost it at Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was worse for me at United, just because it was United. Well, I can't argue. I can't argue that. Louise, thank you so much. As insightful and and great as always. Nice to have you back. Next week, it should be a shorter one because we're back to 10 games. So we've got... Be seven o'clock, and it'll be seven o'clock. Yeah, moving forward, if that's okay. Yes, that's fine by me. Yeah, brilliant. 
Brilliant. Louise, thank you so much. Take care. Stay safe. Try not to laugh too much at your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember what side your bread's buttered. Yeah, very much so. But all the best. Thanks very much. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Louise there. She'll be back next week with me. Next week, we're moving this to 7 o'clock. And then moving forward, it will be 7 o'clock on a Monday because we're not going to be doing the um, opposition reviews. That's going to be... I'm having a bit of a change around of some of the shows. And that opposition review is one that is going to be um, be, be not 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 continued moving forward. So we put, I'm putting the changes in now leading up to the end of the season to um, just uh, get get used to it. And, yeah, uh, Mike, yeah, because at, 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 uh, at 9 o'clock, one of the shows that I'm going to be bringing in is we are going to have a European show, which will be Mondays at 9. In fact, we might do one next week if you're free, Mike. How about that? Should we, should we, should we pop one in and see how we go? Um, <laughs> I've said that to my wife a few times. Um, and we're going to be looking at La Liga. Um, and um, basically, it's, it's been a long day. France, uh, Italy, Germany, and Spanish leagues. We'll be looking at all of those with Mike and possibly with Doug as well. So it'll just be a little bit different. We'll see how that goes. It may fall flat on its face. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, well, right, well, there you go. Pencil it in for next week, nine o'clock, Mike. And I haven't forgotten the quiz. I just haven't got time or had time to sit down and work some sort of uh, decently funny questions out. And especially after what the doctor told me today, I'm like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> As I say, he certainly got my bowels moving. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Smith. That was a very good uh, good thing for you to do. I don't think you wanted me to move my bowels just sat on your chair in your uh, in your <laughs> in your room, did you? Anyway, everybody, thank you very much. Tomorrow, seven o'clock, Brad joins me, and we will be doing the the um, Roma preview show. Yes, the return of Jose, um, and and of course his brother, Joe's B. Um, sorry. I, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to apologize for that one because it was bad. And then Brad stays with us because at nine o'clock we will then be as well joined by Steve Linex, who's not having the best of weeks on the prediction. I think my, I think Dan. I mean, you need to come in and take over for him again. Uh, it's the prediction show at nine o'clock. Um, I think I got a day off on Wednesday, and then on Thursday it's the big one, semi-final. I know it's the conference, but wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mike, it, it was. It was. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. To think that we are, that Leicester are in a European semi final. And you can argue whether it's the, you know, the fact that it's the conference and this, all this, and it's a, it, the 16 teams that would take where we are this week. It's a season defining week for Leicester. You know, we're not going to, uh, you know, before Newcastle, I thought, yeah, maybe we can just squeeze into that uh, into that seventh place uh, if we start winning all our games. We don't. We lost one, drawn two. So that's over. Um, and you know what? We've got to put all our eggs in one basket. 
So we will see. I mean, like I say, it's uh, it's 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 great. I mean, we're in the semi-finals of Europe. What isn't to enjoy there? Look, thanks to everybody that uh, that joined in, and it really does mean a lot. And uh, if you haven't, uh, Lester Till I Dive TV on um, you know YouTube, please please subscribe, smash the likes on the video, and hit that. Um, notification bell we do about eight or nine shows a week not all on leicester city we've got let's say prediction shows like the show you've just seen here which is the review show we've got the york show coming up next week uh with my so we're doing a lot of and we do a quiz as well so please subscribe and if you've been listening on your favorite podcast platform whichever one it is because we are on absolutely we're on all the main ones and a, and a lot of the not main ones as well um Thanks for thanks for listening in. Uh, like you say, I have got a face for podcasts. Uh, I didn't do this. I think we should. It's just time do- for the Daily Spurs. It's 14 years, 56 days, 5 hours, 9 minutes and 30 seconds. And Mike, I don't know if he's still in or not. <laughs> no, I nearly forgot to do it. Because I did I did something else earlier. And if Mike is still in, he may or may not appreciate this. But... Anthony, I thought I thought you would uh, would love it. I I couldn't not do it when I saw you pop in. But I, Mike, uh, forgive me. It's time for the Daily Manchester United. And we are looking at nine years, five days, 22 hours, 40 minutes and 26, 27, 28 seconds since Manchester United won the Premier League. <laughs> Just for you, Mike. Oh, um, anyway, I will see you tomorrow at seven and we have got the Roma preview. Oh, European semi-final. You do not know how much. I am looking forward to this, especially after the news I was told earlier. Take care, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Whichever platform you've been doing it on, please subscribe if you get the chance. If you haven't done on YouTube, Leicester Slidari TV. See you tomorrow night at 7. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat and Mike and Scott for modding. Uh, Take care, and I will see you tomorrow. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.